0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the 425 Show, your place to be for all things real estate and lifestyle related. I'm your host, Nicole Mangina with Windermere Real Estate. Today's real estate tip, uh, if you are selling your house, you know, we talk about all of these amazing offers sellers are getting, and lots of showings and multiple offers, and it goes way over the asking price. Part of that is making sure your house is prepared properly. And usually we're focusing on things like cleaning and staging and great pictures. All of those are important, but one of the key things that often slips through the cracks is making sure you have all of your documentation available for buyers, meaning an inspection report, your disclosure statements, title, anything that a buyer would want to review relative to your property in order to get those really great offers where they waive all the contingencies and you're just smooth sailing to closing, it means you have to do the work to get all of that documentation together before you put your home on the market so that it's readily available for buyers to review it because they're not going to just arbitrarily waive those contingencies if they haven't had a chance to see those documents. So that's one of the changes that we've been making lately with our marketing. So anyway, just something to think about There's more to getting a great um, purchase and sale agreement than, you know, just, sorry we've got dogs in the background, (laughs) COVID times, (laughs) more to just getting a great purchase and sale agreement than putting great pictures up on the market. You've got to have all your documentation ready to go as well. There you go. So without further ado, I'm super excited for our guest and topic today. We have Kelsey Court. Joining us today with Northwest Health Coaching. Hey, Kelsey, how are you?
1: I'm good, Nicole. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah,
0: thanks so much for being here. I appreciate it. I am uh, like we're talking before the show. I am so excited for today's topic. We're talking about healthy, being healthy, eating healthy, but specifically gut health. And you're going to share some great tips with us today because this is—it's funny. Like this was not a thing until a couple years ago, but now we're realizing it's the key to everything.
1: Yeah, it's become a big, it's been, it's a buzzword now, it's a hot topic, and so I'm excited to dive into it today. (laughs) Absolutely. Perfect. Well, speaking of, let's dive in.
0: I'd love to know, you're going to share three tips with us about gut health and why it's so important, but how did you get here? What was your path to, why is this your passion?
1: Yeah, good. I, this is a long story that I'll try to condense, (laughs) Um, but basically I started dieting when I was 13. I, you know, my body was changing, I didn't like it, so I did what I was, I knew was around me and I had seen was started a diet. And that went on well into my late 20s, trying different diets, nothing really working. I graduated from Washington State University and became a teacher. Go Cougs! Go Cougs! <laughs> Sorry, I just slipped that and in the there. the producer's like, a huge <laughs> I love it. Um, And, you know, started teaching and naturally, of course, you'd think that I'd be a little tired working with five-year-olds all day, but after two years and three years and four years, I was still just chronically fatigued and I couldn't get over it. Then I'd go home at night and I couldn't sleep. What was up with that? You know, and, uh, and then I had a whole host of other health issues. So my skin really struggled. I had constant acne. Um, My digestion was really off and I just felt really crummy and no diet seemed to fix it. One day, my husband's grandma randomly sent us a book about the healing effects of food and it just like sparked something in me. I read it cover to cover and it was a recipe book. So I was kind of (laughs) even reading the recipes, but I was so intrigued. And so I started incorporating real food into my life and I started feeling better fast forward a few years, still super into learning more and more about natural healing. I enrolled at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, became a health coach. I eventually quit teaching and um, took their advanced gut health certification program. And that was, it just felt like where I needed to be because, you know, I started feeling better, but it wasn't until I started healing the gut that things like my skin and my digestion and my brain fog all improved. Um, So now I support busy women uh, to incorporate healthy habits, include real food in their lives and heal their gut so they can start feeling energized and confident in their bodies. (laughs) I love it. And that's great. And like you
0: said, it's, it's fascinating that this has become such a hot topic lately, because like you said, I, you know, I know I've experienced, I, I know so many other people have as well, where you're like, gosh, I'm on paper, I'm doing all the right things, right? I might be, whether you're restricting calorie things or you're doing whatever it is you're doing, whether you're trying to lose weight or have something go better for you health wise so that you feel better. And it's just like it works for everybody else. Why is it not working for me? And it really all comes back to gut health. If you don't have that in place, then all of these other things really aren't going to work, or you're not going to get nearly the results that you're hoping for.
1: Right. And there's so much. I mean, you know, we live, we're inundated with diets and different yeah. food philosophies. And um, so we will try something and it might feel better for a little bit, but it's not sustainable or it doesn't right. feel good for your body. And so focusing on the gut. I've found to have the most long-term success with. And I, I really think it's because the gut is the center of everything. So the 10 deadliest health issues that Americans struggle with, nearly all of them are affected by it or are, are increased from an imbalanced gut. So starting with the gut really is, is key. Yeah, amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about your three
0: tips. Yeah, Uh, You had said there's kind of three main things you would share with us today about how this, how how we can do something today that's going to help us feel better. And if you're just tuning in today, we have Kelsey Court with Northwest Health Coaching on the show with us. And she's going to share some great things, but I, I know that there's some of you out there, myself included, who are like, I think I might need more. Um, Kelsey, we're going to have links to all of her her websites and she's got some coaching and classes and awesome free stuff on her website after the show so that you can go find out more because I think you're going to want to
1: go deeper with this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, thirty minutes is a pretty short amount of time to. Kind I know. Of, yeah, but tip of the iceberg. <laughs> yeah, tip of the iceberg. So we'll get into three habits, um, and these I choose chose these three because these I think are the easiest start to start incorporating, kind of give you the biggest bang for your buck. So we're gonna cover prebiotics, probiotics, and sleep. So oh, love you love it. Focus, if you can focus on getting more prebiotics in your life probiotics in your life, and uh, prioritizing sleep, that will really support your gut health. So let's get get into number one, eating more prebiotics. So I'm sure a lot of you have heard of probiotics. Prebiotics is a little bit different, though. Mm -hmm. If you think of your gut as a garden, the prebiotics are the fertilizer, sun, and water that the plants need to grow, okay? okay? So So prebiotics are the things that, you know, the plants feed off of. Um, And so prebiotics in your gut are fiber and they will help feed probiotics. So, um, so we get prebiotics from plant fiber. Now, currently the average American gets somewhere between five to 15 grams of fiber a day. And the FDA recommends about 30 to 35 grams of fiber a day. Oh, wow.
0: That's huge yeah.
1: difference. Yes, it's a huge difference. And I still think that that's pretty low because they've done studies a few years ago. They did study with um, in, uh, Native culture to Tanzania and compared them to African-Americans and what's going on there in their body. And the... People in the African Americans were 72 times more likely to get colon cancer. 72 times, that's huge. Yeah. (laughs) And that's just colon cancer. I mean, that doesn't cover diabetes, heart disease, any of the other, you know,
0: standards. And is that, you think there's a diet component to that then?
1: That's what they they looked at. They looked at how much fiber each group were getting. Oh, interesting. African Americans were getting between five to 15. The native Tanzanian people were getting 150 grams of fiber a day. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of fiber. <laughs> lot of fiber. <laughs> and I'm not suggesting that, but, um, that was the biggest difference in their, their diet. So Got getting, it. getting enough fiber has, has long been known as an important component to our health, but now we know it's super important for our gut. And then right. Um, so you want to shoot for getting your fiber from plant sources. So think um, nuts, seeds, you know, fruits and vegetables, of course, beans and lentils, whole grains, you know, all of those plant foods. Um, right. So Basically get- nothing
0: prepackaged, right? Because we're all into our prepackaged convenience foods. So right. Right. if it's prepackaged, it
1: doesn't qualify, Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing processed. Yeah. All of the things that, you know, you can pick up and you're like, you know what this is, right? You can tell what it's yeah. an apple or it's a, um, sea vegetable, whatever. Um, or, you know, if you think of the perimeter of the grocery store, that's yeah. where most of the plants are. So and, and you want to shoot for about 30, you know, 30 grams of fiber a day at least. But if you're somebody that's starting off and you're like right at five grams of fiber, You don't want to jump into 30 grams of fiber the next day (laughs) because that'll cause a lot of digestive distress. And so you want to, you want to slowly work up to about 30 to 40 grams of fiber a day. Great. Uh, Okay. So one of the ways that I do that is telling my clients to just swap out one meal for a week and try that. So rather than having eggs and bacon in the morning or cereal, swap it out with whole, you know, rolled oats and right. honey and bananas in there so that you're not, you know, you're, you're working your way up to the 30 grams. Um, a day. That makes sense. Yeah. Very cool.
0: I love it. I didn't actually, I don't think I realized that fiber was considered a prebiotic. Makes sense though. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's, that's pretty cool. That mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fiber is a prebiotic bacteria we, we want in our gut. That's great. All right. So the second habit is pro- getting in probiotics. Got and it. So let's back to, and you know, I think a lot of us have heard of probiotics. We probably think of supplements or yogurt, um, and those are forms. We're going to talk about a different kind today. But okay. if you go, go back to that garden analogy, the probiotics in your garden are the flowers, the trees, the bushes, the fruits and vegetables that grow in your garden. So the prebiotics, mm-hmm feed the probiotic bacteria to help them grow strong and luscious. Okay. And we want, we want as many probiotic bacteria, healthy probiotic bacteria as we can get in our gut. We want our garden to be like Cisco's (laughs) garden. I love it. (laughs) We want it luscious. (laughs) Um, So uh, the two main sources of probiotics are supplements and ferment fermented food. So today we're going to talk about fermented food, because I really think that this is what Americans are lacking the most in our (laughs) cuisine. Um, Every other culture around the world from the beginning of time eventually had to figure out, eventually figured out that they had to ferment their food to sustain the winter. And so on their own, independent of each other, they've all, they all created their own fermented foods. And Americans instead created refrigerators and preservatives. so we never really were forced to preserve our food, which is why fermented food is um, is lacking in our culture. So it's important that we are intentional intentional about incorporating it into our diet. Um, and I the reason fermented food is, is so beneficial for your body is because it, when the fermentation process actually takes the bacteria, the natural occurring bacteria on the outside, let's say with a cabbage, you know, there's naturally occurring bacteria on the outside of a cabbage. And um, when it ferments, that bacteria multiplies by a ton. And any of the fiber that was in it, that also multiplies. So instead of just eating like a healthy cabbage, you're now eating like a super nutrient-dense, bacteria-rich piece of fiber that goes into your gut and takes up residence and helps your garden flourish. So that's why fermented foods are so good for our gut. It helps create more probiotic bacteria in our gut.
0: So So how do you work more fermented food into your diet i have to admit the fiber i'm like oh that's easy that makes total sense Mm -hmm. like
1: you Mm -hmm. eat a
0: raw apple you know like i could figure out how to get fiber into my diet all day long i didn't grow up on fermented food like Mm -hmm. my mind just goes blank i'm like what's fermented what like and how (laughs) am i gonna you know i i'm italian right so i'm mediterranean i like roasted vegetables and pasta I'm like, do I put sauerkraut on my pasta? I don't really think that's gonna go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like how do you that's work it. that in? Yeah, that is
1: a good question. Totally, it's kind of a new. It's 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 hard to know how to do it until you've done yeah. it. So, um, so a, a handful of my favorite types of fermented food are, are are sauerkraut, raw sauerkraut, so the kind you would find in the refrigerator section, um, kimchi pickles, but again the real pickles that don't have any vinegar in them. So this the stuff you see refrigerated. um, And organic miso. So with sauerkraut, this might sound a little wild, but hang in (laughs) hang in here with me. Sauerkraut is my favorite now. And I used to be so, so I wasn't into fermented food, but every morning in my scrambled eggs, I throw just about a tablespoon of raw sauerkraut in it. And it adds a saltiness to the eggs that is like the perfect combination. Huh. So give it a shot. I know it sounds wacky, but I, I tell this to my clients and they're very hesitant to try it. And now, you know, years later, they're like, okay, still doing it, love it. It's my favorite thing. That's, <laughs> so that's awesome. That's one way to go. Um, a couple other, so organic miso, you know, organic miso paste, that's easy to throw in any soup that you make and it'll just add a nice salty flavor to it. So that's another. Got it apple cider vinegar that has the mother in it. You'll see. Oh sure, that yeah. I like. Yeah, so that's fermented also. So that you can throw in dressings, uh, you know, uses your, you would normally use apple cider vinegar making sure that you have the mother in it. Um, and yeah. then brined veggies is another one that I like. It's just, it's, it's the same thing as pickling, but mm-hmm. you're using, like I love brined carrots um, and I have a tutorial on how to do brined veggies in on at Northwest Health Coaching um but those are awesome because they're just kind of pickled veggies and you take them out and toss them on top of your salad or as a little garnish to your meals and they just add a nice little salty zip to your
0: oh cool I'm gonna go check that out so question then: it sounds like pickling and fermenting are not necessarily the same you made a comment about pickles like the ones in the vinegar
1: in the aisle
0: in the middle of the store excuse me aren't the same as the ones you would get in the refrigerator section right? that are so, fermented, right? right?
1: Yep, exactly. So sauerkraut and pickles and brine vegetables and, or anything that's, you know, pickled, you want to buy that in the refrigerator section. The stuff that's on the shelves, that has vinegar in it. And so processing companies a long time ago realized that they can speed up fermentation by adding vinegar. And so Really fermented the way that the raw stuff is, and you want that fermented bacteria. That's the whole point. <laughs> Got it. Okay. So, so anything that says vinegar in it, when you're looking at pickles or fermented food, that um, isn't as nutrient dense.
0: Okay, it's good mm-hmm. to clarify that. I think I happen. I love the dill pickles, and then those little sweet pickles. Mm-hmm. So if I eat a whole jar of sweet pickles, you're telling me I did not get fermented food.
1: We're getting the bacteria. (laughs) Okay, I think
0: it's good to clarify that. (laughs) Not that you can't have them, (laughs) but it's just not fulfilling what I think it might be fulfilling. (laughs) And you said you had a, a, a recipe for brining on your website.
1: I do. I actually have a recipe to make your own homemade sauerkraut. That's really uh-huh. expensive because it's just cabbage as well. So I've got a recipe for that and for brine veggies. Both of them are like 10 minute recipes. So they're super Oh, amazing.
0: good. Well, I'm thinking brine veggies, even like for the holidays, for little charcuterie boards and stuff could yeah. be good, right?
1: Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, Fun little things, amazing. you know. And, um, yeah, that would be awesome. There you
0: go. <laughs> I like it. Okay, okay, see, I'm learning so much today. I learned what a prebiotic was. I actually didn't know that before <laughs> <laughs> a lot of know, yeah. All right, I'm yeah. excited to figure out how to work this whole fermenta because I really have been struggling with it. Like I know it's a thing, and I know it's so much better than taking the capsules. yeah, but it yeah. really has been beyond me on how to actually work that into my diet.
1: Yeah. And the supplements are are certainly helpful. I mean, that's a good place. yeah. To- to start, but we still don't know very much about them and how exactly they're working with our bodies. So that's why incorporating just a small serving of fermented food every day, you then you have more peace of mind that you know for sure your body's getting right. bacteria.
0: So. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay.
1: Cool. Again, we've got
0: Kelsey Court with Northwest Health Coaching on the show with us today. We will have links to everything that she's talking about, including how to work with her on the website after the show nicolemangina.com forward slash podcast so lots of great stuff it's all about gut health everything else you're doing whether it's trying to lose weight make your skin look better it all comes back to gut health so all the different diets that are out there you got to get this part figured out first
1: yep yeah gut health even affects you know eczema asthma food allergies obesity diabetes i mean mood disorders you know everything so it's a good place to start
0: um,
1: yeah, okay awesome. so we talked about prebiotics we talked about probiotics and now we can get into sleep support which I <gasps> is a big topic it um, is <laughs> sleep plays such a big role in our gut and the health of our gut affects our sleep they they kind of go back and yeah. each other mm-hmm. so When we sleep, our body goes through a detox process, right? And our body detoxes our brain and kind of files things away. It detoxes our gallbladder, our liver, all of our organs. One of the last organs to go through the detox is your large intestine. Okay. Your large intestine is an important part, component of your gut. And so if you've ever woken up like a few hours early for a flight and you kind of have that like Sick feeling in your stomach and your digestion is off for that day. There's a good chance that your large intestine didn't have time to detox, and that's why. Hmm. So that's just one of the reasons that um, sleep is important for our gut, as well as our our gut regulates our hormones. And so, with you know serotonin levels, our wake hormones, and melatonin, our sleep hormones. If our sleep is off, then those are out of whack and really hard to um to to get back on track until our sleep gets back on track so got four tips to to work on to incorporate to improve your sleep so that your gut is also flirt starts flourishing Um, so tip one is to get in sync with your natural circadian rhythms Mm -hmm. your circadian rhythms are a big component to your hormones as well and The idea is that when it's light out, we should be awake. And when it's dark, we should start, you know, closing down and going to bed and we should be sleeping right now. It seems like we would be sleeping way too long. It doesn't mean we're sleeping for, we're all going to hibernate. I'll see you in March. (laughs) But I do what I want you to do is when you're up within the first couple of hours of your wake cycle, I want you to expose yourself to light. So whether that's getting outside and actually having sunlight on your face, or you know, turning the lights on, letting things be bright around you. And then at night, when it starts getting dark, dim the lights, make things a bit darker, cool down and um, if you can, you know, turn off the screens and just kind of relax. So that would that will help get you into the natural circadian rhythms that your body wants to, to follow. Perfect. Awesome. Um, and then, oh, I'm sorry. I'm doing three tips, not four tips. My um, <laughs> second one is <laughs> um, do something during the day to move your body and to exert energy. If you're sitting on a computer all day and then you watch TV, at, TV all night, you're not exerting enough energy to make your body tired. So you're going to have a hard time falling asleep. Yeah. And then- Third is, the third tip is um, if you're somebody that struggles with a busy brain and you lay down at night and you can't fall asleep because your thoughts are, you know, going a a million miles an hour, have a little journal next to you on the nightstand and write down your to-do list for the next day, right? If you're going through something and you're struggling, write down your feelings and thoughts and then put it in your nightstand, put it to bed. And that might help quiet your brain a bit.
0: I think those are great. These are great tips. And it's, you know, it's something that's coming up with the kids these days too, because they're all, you know, doing their remote learning. So they're, you know, most moms, myself included, we're like happy if they just move from the bed to the desk, right? Sometimes they're just schooling in bed. Um, but even j- like those five, 10 minute passing periods in between classes, that that counts as movement. It adds up at the end of the day. And some kids aren't they're not getting any, you know, they're if they're not into sports or some kind of activity, they're getting zero movement through mm-hmm. the day. Right. Um, and it's affecting their sleep. You know, we are talking about, you know, when I'm talking with other moms about, gosh, the kids can't go to sleep and then they're having a hard time getting up and it's just all kinds of wacky right now. So I think that movement really is a big piece to
1: all of this. It really is. It really is. And it, it makes total sense, but we forget. We forget about how important it is to move because our, our days are so sedentary sometimes right um yeah and so having a routine with kids so that i you know i know that you guys are all so busy with all that you have to do with your kids but if you can make some kind of movement routine in your day uh, to support their sleep that can be huge and turning off the screens at least an hour before bed that yeah. That is huge for your circadian rhythms, for movement, I mean everything. So if you can get into that routine, that can have a huge impact on your sleep.
0: That's awesome. And that's, you know, the list thing is too, it's something my husband has done for years and he swears by it. He gets in bed and the first thing he does is he has this little spiral notebook and he just writes down like all of his to-dos for the next day. And then it's just like, like you said, it's out of his head. He can sleep through the night. It's not a big deal. Because um, he used to be up at like three o'clock in the morning, right? Yeah. Um, because it would just weigh on him and he couldn't figure it out. And he'd get up and he'd goof around for like an hour, hour, hour and a half. And then come, you know, try and get a little bit more sleep before it was officially time to get up. So I think that list thing is actually, it's a really big deal and can help more than you would realize.
1: Yeah, it's a, it seems like a small thing, but it's helped. I, I would say that that was the, has been the most beneficial for my clients that have struggled with sleep. Is yeah, in you know,
0: journal. So, yeah, I, I think too, especially with everything that's going on with people working from home, that's been one of the biggest things that's come up for a lot of people. Is you know now that the work and personal, it's just all super intertwined because you're not going to an office anymore. It's like you just never know when to cut it off. So that that list, I think, is is great. Right. So <laughs> awesome! You have shared so many great tips with us today. I can't thank you enough for being on the show. We've been talking all about gut health how important it is for really everything in your whole life. Um, And Kelsey Court has been kind enough to share them. We will have links to her website um, on ours after the show, NicoleMangina.com forward slash podcast. She's got all kinds of free tips and quizzes and some awesome health coaching. If you want to dive deeper and get more specific help for you. Thanks so much for joining us today, Kelsey. I so appreciate you being here.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Nicole. It's been fun. (laughs) Absolutely. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next Tuesday.
0: Bye.